welcome to the Think Factory podcast. We got one question for you. What keeps you up at night? I'm Laura Saclari, a partner at OGC Solutions and the host of today's Think Factory podcast episode. I have with me today Jay Levine, a powerhouse New Jersey realtor who leads a team of 21 realtors through his 194 real estate group and who recently executed a very successful merger with Coldwell Banker to level up his business. Uh, now, that accolade in and of itself is worth highlighting here on today's episode, uh, along with the business growth formula behind Jay's successes, which is actually how we met. Uh, but I'd also like to delve a little into the important role that real estate agents can play with respect to addressing the environmental condition during a property transaction, which is where my path often crosses with professionals like Jay. Um, so let's break that all down here today. First off, welcome, Jay, um, to the Think Factory podcast. Glad to have you here. Laura, thank you so much for having me. This is uh, exciting. I love the opportunity to connect further with you. Uh, you mentioned how we met. I'm excited to share a little bit more about that and uh, excited to meet everybody here, uh, whether they're here because they know me, they know you, or they're just getting to meet us. Uh, I'm excited to speak to them today. So thank you. Great. That's awesome. So as an environmental attorney, and you and I have discussed this before on the phone, um, I'm often called in to partner with other professionals um, to evaluate, mitigate against environmental risks associated with properties. So I do know firsthand how important it is for an initial environmental evaluation of a property to occur before a real estate transaction happens. So you as a realtor, Jay, you know, you are often in a position to be one of the first, if not the first professional on the scene evaluating a piece of real estate for a transaction, whether the transaction be a purchase, sale or lease. As part of that initial evaluation, you know, I would say that you often have the critically important opportunity um, to advise your client of potential environmental issues associated with a property. You know, would you agree with everything I've said so far? Yeah, absolutely. And actually, you know, thank you for mentioning that. We we are typically that first, you know, first line of defense. Uh, we're the first person to be there with whether it be if you're looking to list a property, right, and you have somebody and you're doing your initial evaluation of the property or whether it is that you're bringing a client to a property. And then, you know, it brings down all the levels of is it commercial, is it residential, and all the different risks that that can bring up. But I feel as though, you know, how we do anything is how we do everything. And not only does this show your expertise by being able to spot these types of things, uh, but it also shows your commitment to the client and to the result, because we all know in the world of real estate, a lot of uh, a lot of people in my position sometimes uh, confuse the result for themselves rather than for the client ultimately. So we just like to protect not only the integrity of the transaction, but also the actual pockets of our clients, buyers and sellers. So that's critically important, and I, I definitely want to talk later about some of the, you know, integrity-based, you know, forward-thinking way that you approach your work. But on the environmental side, I certainly agree when you're listing a property, and I would say even more critically when you're introducing somebody to a property newly, which would be, for example, a potential buyer or a lessee who really doesn't have the background of the property that the current owner would have, you know, what types of property information? would you say might pose a red flag to you and prompt you uh, to draw your client's attention to, you know, a potential environmental issue? Mm-hmm. And by, well, when so, I say potential, it, you know, it, it may not come to fruition, but, you know, at least red flags that kind of jump out at first to you. 
Yeah. So, so again, a great question and a great thought process to be aware of as a listing agent or a buyer's agent going forward with the process. And again, it kind of falls into uh, some of the historical records, like, you know, what was the property used for in the past? So knowing that, um, doing some of that research beforehand and on the commercial side, you know, like just recently, uh, I had a client looking for a gas station. So, you know, first off, there's not that many gas stations out there. So when you, when there is one available for purchase, you know, doing the research myself prior to even seeing the property from the town, making sure that what, what has been done, for instance, this property 25 years ago actually got a grant from the state to get environmental work done and they did do a contamination dig and there was contamination and it was all rectified. But knowing that, regardless of whether it comes up or not on a, on a test now, having that information is going to be vital for the person buying that property, right? And then on the residential side, you know, looking at things, you know, we, we have all types of incredible relationships with people like yourself and inspectors and environmental inspectors that I try not to mix my expertise with their expertise to give anyone uh, information that might not be what I have studied, but there are certain things that we can look for when, you know, tanks above ground, tanks underground, seeing uh, old piping in the walls in the basement. Um, there are ways to see, you know, things in the piping of the chimneys if there was any kind of oil residue left over from oil prior. But again, a lot of those too will be discovered if we do the research prior to, to find out if there has been an oil tank in the ground, you know, looking at the basement and seeing if there's any type of efflorescence on the walls. We don't know if it's mold, but pointing that out to say, hey, we should look into that further before moving forward. This is going to be your liability is, is so vital. So uh, I hope that answers the question. Absolutely, it does, because oftentimes a buyer, um, a realtor, you don't know the place they're coming from, their level of sophistication. So, you know, you pointed out things like, you know, mold on a basement wall, not assuming that the buyer sees that and knows that, but making sure you point out certain things that, hey, maybe they're okay with. But um, maybe they're not okay with that. But either way, it's better to partner with them in a way where you're pointing things out and giving them things to consider. And when you know something is past your expertise, you know, knowing when, you know, hey, it might make sense to get a environmental contractor in here just to do an initial assist assessment and give you further information to tell you, you know, if there's a property you'd like to move forward with or not. And all of that being done at the early stages from a transaction, I'm sure you would agree with me, you know, once you're under contract, there really is a finite amount of time to assess these things before you're, you know, you're locking in and you're determining if you're going to move forward or not. So the earlier you can kind of issue spot these things, the better. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it brings me back to a, an old career of mine. I owned a Verizon wireless store. And if you didn't discover things in the very beginning, it always wound up uh, biting you in the rear end later on because you didn't see that person for another six months and something pops up on their bill. So a lot of people will avoid the feeling of confrontation. And I don't mean confrontation as in like, you know, a fight, but as in just speaking into the truth and really understanding what the truth is. And if you hide from that truth or you try to keep someone safe, quote unquote, from feelings, you're it's going to lead to disaster down the line. And that goes without saying in the environmental side, because there is no reason for me to ignore something that I see. There's also no reason for me to create uh, an urgency that might not be there either. It's, it, there's, a, there's a fine line to that. But the other thing that I want to add is having the ability to call on professionals like yourself and environmental professionals. Not only is it helping the clients, it's creating relationships for myself. And I'm learning. If I can be involved in that environmental inspection, that's going to give me the tools necessary to help the next person that much better. Great point. And I, I completely agree and concur that 
I can't stress enough how important it is for professionals, um, you know, in the in the different spaces that make up a real estate transaction to partner at early stages and be proactive as possible. Um, Because in the end, you know, we're all, you know, with the goal of protecting the client and informing them um, and making sure that it turns into a successful transaction or not, and that we do, you know, everything we can, you know, to make that happen. So thanks for all of that really important wisdom around the environmental side of transactions. So let's turn to an interesting topic, or I would say as interesting. Tell me about how it is that you came about to execute such a successful merger with Coldwell Bankers, which, you know, most people would know is one of the leading national Realty groups. Yeah, well, thank you. First of all, pr- appreciate that beautiful acknowledgement. And I don't know, it, environmental is pretty exciting. So maybe, uh, you know, it's just as exciting. In fact, that's kind of funny because everybody thinks their own business is exciting and the other person maybe doesn't. So this was an incredible move. And what I can say about it is years back when I started 194 Real Estate Group, uh, even before that, when I was with the company that I was with prior to that venture realtors, I understood very quickly that the ability to have someone in your corner to model, to coach, to teach, to train you, to have as a champion for you, to keep you accountable is invaluable in, in the world of business. And as a young kid, I always remember some of the most impactful coaches that I had. And what I realized over the last four years owning 194 Real Estate Group is we were providing that to our agents and I myself kind of needed it too, right? And hmm, interesting. Uh, through an incredible ecosystem merger, I will call it, uh, through the ability to connect, you know, that had a relationship with someone that was with, within Coldwell. We didn't know each other because of Coldwell. It was actually because of some philanthropic things on the side. She came into the world of uh, our coaching, teaching, and training, and we started to do some things together, like like you and I, Laura, doing things together, you know, attending some events, sharing some wisdom, being able to uh, ecosystem merge just a little bit, give ability for people to have this kind of opportunity for a microphone and stage. And in doing so, I actually booked one of my friends and mentors onto her stage at an event at NARA, right? And through that What's event, NARA for people who are listening? NARA is the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. She's the president of the North Jersey chapter. They had a big event with a couple hundred realtors. They needed a speaker. I had the access to the speaker. And through that, we started to develop this relationship. And again, very organically, we started to talk about Coldwell Bank and what Coldwell Banker, the reason, the main reason why we made this switch is because they believed in what we were doing. And we had, like you said, 21 agents. It was called the 194 Real Estate Group. We believe and we know that we had, a, we have a culture like no other. And we have a system and a process that we didn't know ego, but that we wanted to continue on with. Coldwell Banker was incredibly uh, adaptive to that and supportive of that. And now we have not only an incredible technology in what we do with human, human communication, and our process and our culture, but we have the biggest real estate company in the world uh, supporting us with technology and all kinds of incredible people. So that merger has now created, I believe it's not one plus one equaling two or three, it's one plus one equaling a trillion units of impact in what we're going to do in the world of real estate. And if I can just quickly say that my goal within that, my mission, my vision, my purpose is to really change how teams are viewed in our industry of real estate. I believe in identity. I believe in everyone having their own identity is powerful. And the identities that we have in our team together collectively create the 194 group at Coldwell Banker. And I don't want it to ever feel the opposite way where the identity of the 194 group is the identity of everyone in it. It's, it's gotta be the other way around for everyone to feel seen, heard and understood like what they say matters and that together we do this because together we're stronger. And individually, I can only go so far. That's 
great. Very powerful. I like what I'm hearing in terms of really I grow, we grow, you know, we build each other up as a team. You know, I'm familiar with some of the concepts you're talking about here because, you know, we, we've been to some of the same, you know, growth mastery and personal development. But for, for those who may not be as familiar with kind of the, the secret sauce kind of success formula, you know, that you use in terms of, you know, identifying potential ecosystem mergers, you know, what is your identity, mission, vision, purpose, and all of that. Tell me, you know, in a few words what you see and really what the business development formula is that you follow um, and why it's worked for you. Yeah, so I will. There's a lot to that. <laughs> there's a lot. I know. I know there is. <laughs> Maybe four days worth. I don't have that kind of time. I don't think I'll put you through that. But what I'll say is this. It really boils down to business stems from relationships. Relationships stem from shared experiences. And before you can have a shared experience, you have to understand who is your ideal avatar. Who are the clients? Who are the ecosystem partners? And when I say ecosystem partners, insert any word, um, strategic partnership, uh, partner, right? Like, Like who are you collaborating with? Who are you not just referring business to, but who are you creating with? And when you have the, when you can identify that, right? And that's one of the parts of the formula that we have here. And, and, and I model this from my coach, uh, Sean Calgi, Fernando Valencia through the unblinded formula. I've been uh, modeling that for the last five years, four years. And I bring that to my real estate team. And my goal is to bring that to the rest of the world as well. And what I mean by that is it's, it's holistic. It's not just about uh, mindset. It's not just about strategies. It's not just about how you do things and how you get people to say yes. It's about all of it, right? It's holistic. And the, the, the greatest human superpower, I believe, is the ability to cause people to say yes and to do that with integrity, not to pitch, hook, or close, but to actually connect at a heart level, at a deeper level, and what we do at 194, modeled from Unblinded, is we encapsulate that in everything we do. We look to have shared experiences with the ideal avatars to create different opportunities like this, microphones and stages, to create sales meetings, to have impact in the world, to have contribution, to have fun, right? You know, I believe that the way we view money sometimes is skewed. And, you know, the, the saying money is the root of all evil. In order to do good things, you need money. And I want to continue to impact the world. But to do so, I know I have to help my team grow. And this is about collaboration. This is about being able to, like I said, not only cause yes with people, but to the ability to assemble the people to cause yes with, you know, those, if you hold those superpowers, if you can cause yes, if you can assemble an audience and you can understand what teammates around you have the other correct skills to complete that, that's what we do. And we create powerhouse teams and that's how we met, right? Laura, you know, Absolutely. just jumping in there. We, I called you a completely uh, cold call. The scariest thing in the world, right? Everybody out there, the scariest thing in the world to do. Joke, joke, laugh, laugh. And I asked you to come onto a shared experience. You came onto the shared experience. We connected. I connected you with some cool people. You then furthered some of those relationships. We then wound up being at an event together through that organization called um, MSPM, which was our uh, mastery of sales and process, uh, excuse me, sales and process mastery event. And we had an incredible time. And what that does is not only is that giving an incredible gift to Laura of all this new acceleration and new uh, new network to be in, all this new information, but it's going to allow us to do more things together. So that's what we do. We it's, it's not about real estate and it's about real estate. Real estate is what we do to make money, but it's not how we impact the world and how we help people and how we create a legacy. We do that through shared experiences. We do that through things like this. And we do that through ecosystem merging with incredible people like yourself. And thank you for this platform, because this is not, hey, everybody out there, 
what Laura is doing is not the normal, right? It is not the typical, <laughs> but 100% optimal. So thank you for it. I and thank you. You articulated very well. Certainly, yeah, we met at an unblinded networking event and I've gotten involved um, with the group and, you know, see such value in it. You know, it, in turn, we have already helped each other with our businesses just through our own, you know, shared experience we have, which created a connection, created a relationship. You know, you had then had a transaction, um, you know, that had an environmental issue. You know, you picked up the phone, called me. We worked that issue through. I have no doubt in my mind we'll continue working together because, you know, we both have the same, you know, mindset in how, you know, business should be developed integrously. But also, you know, we are also ideal ecosystem partners because of what I do and versus what you do. So I completely agree with you. Um, and I really do, um, I do appreciate um, how you're, you give that back to your team as well, because again, everybody wins when we help each other grow in business. So anyway, I'm glad it caused us to meet us, um, create the professional strategies that certainly exist between us. The last question I want to ask you before we wrap up this episode is the, the question we ask all of our podcast guests. Okay, get ready. So um, in the current real estate market that, you know, we find ourselves, which, you know, we have higher interest rates as compared to a few years ago, and certainly higher home values, whether you believe those values are inflated or not, I think we'd all agree home values are at a, a pretty all-time high. So when you have these high interest rate, uh, high home value combination, you know, what keeps you up at night in terms of, you know, where you see the real estate industry potentially going over the course of 2024? So mainly what keeps me up at night is uh, too much coffee. Uh, that is mainly what keeps me up at night, Laura. So I'll be honest, the real estate market doesn't keep me up at night because I honestly, at this point in my career, and I, I give the gift to everyone to view the world in this way as well, is, is it's all about an opportunity for growth and an innovation. I mean, you know, COVID was the worst thing ever until it wasn't, right, with real estate. And I mean that with all due respect, not about the disease. But, you know, it was COVID for some businesses was the end at that first moment. And then, wait a minute. There's innovation happening. And now all of a sudden, look at where we're at with the real estate market. Look how many, you know, how many transactions were done over the last couple of years. And now we're in a spot where we're facing other challenges, right? We're facing lack of inventory. I see that. Um, we are primarily listing agents ourselves. We have a team of buyers agents as well, but we're primarily listing. We're seeing a lot of increase in the buyers. Um, because the rates, although higher than they have been, we are now at a new comparison. Before, we were at the comparison of, hey, everything's in the two and a halves. Oh, my God, we're at eight. Now we're at the opposite. We've hit that peak. We're like, oh, at least we're not at eight. Like, we're we're starting to stop saying at least, well, when are we going to be back to three, right? The issue is the people that are at three in their homes now that aren't selling because of the fact that if they do, they're going to have to get a higher interest rate, which brings me back to my first point. It is either going to be a buyer's market or a seller's market. There's always going to be something out there. If you look at the news and you look at what's happening, that's going to be a challenge that you're going to have to change or innovate. So how about you take on the mindset that it is a my market. It is a realtor market. It is a whatever market I want to create it to be. And if I'm in a market where I can't just walk into the supermarket and say, hey, your home is worth a bajillion dollars and rates are 2%, want to sell? Sure. Okay, great. Which is what it was for a couple of years. You could literally get business by picking up the phone and like very much people wanted to sell because of these rates and what was going on. That's not the case right now. So you know who does need to sell? People that need to sell, not they want to sell. So we are appointed by the uh, Bergen County Superior Court 
on divorce cases when they can't come to uh, an agreement on on the realtor. It is about finding the places and the ecosystems and the people that will need you no matter the market, right? And if you don't know where to find those people, start by really doing a deep dive and an understanding of who it is that you want to serve ultimately and then who serves them already and how do you can how can you partner with these people and not compete and not about referrals referrals are referrals don't work i have a best friend in the world that does a complimentary business i barely refer him business because i'm not in the business of referring him business but what we do together to create business is we do things together because i love him and i want to do things together with him and i have very much every intention to do that but as much as i love him I'm not in the business of talking about his business and referring to him. So it, we're getting, when we ask for referrals from people, we're really not getting, uh, we're not really able to, to give our full selves. So I think more of how can we collaborate and create new business? And that's what we do here. And that's what we do at 194. And that's what I've learned over the last five years with the unblinded formula and why I'm so excited for 2024, 25, 26, because this is just the beginning, Laura. Perfect. I love it. And that was a great way to end the episode. I'm frankly glad to hear nothing keeps you up at night in your real estate industry. Um, I, I do have that shared mindset that the market is going to do what it does and we need to optimize and innovate in whatever market we find ourselves. And that's true of the legal market as well as real estate market. So anyway, Jay, I want to thank you for appearing on the Think Factories podcast today and discussing such interesting topics with me. Be sure and check out other episodes of the Think Factory podcast where my colleagues and I highlight other important industry topics and businesses. You can go to our website, www.ogcsolutions.com to learn more about the firm. Um, click on the Think Factory to get all of our Think Factory publications. I'm Laura Saclary, and thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Thank you.